there's a difference between obeying God and obeying the law because when mm-hmm. you're submitted to God, you realize that you're not capable of fulfilling the law. Hey, I'm Amani. And this is Elijah. And this is the Deeper Waters Podcast by Pistanas Bros. Diving right into the waters right here. <laughs> so essentially, we are here to give some sort of Gen Z Bible study, you could say, where we are here as Gen Zers, and we are here to come to you and bring God's word. We are Gen Zers. We were, we're, we're told off that we're stupid, and <laughs> we might just be validating that point right now. But anyways, going into what we were looking at earlier, we're just trying to follow that same call to be fishers of people or what we believe disciples. Simply, you could call us Piscatas Bros. What does Piscata mean? If you actually look at it, Piscato is the Spanish word for fish. And we wanted to create a name for being disciple makers, being fishers of men, and fishy dudes did not sound good. <laughs> There's a difference between fishing as a lifestyle and fishing as a hobby. And when you're living to be a disciple maker, you're pushing yourself, but when you push yourself so much, sometimes you'll you'll eventually get to that state where you, where you just start doing it. Because what, what, what would really happen if we, if we were wrong? Nothing. But if we were wrong in the other way, man, what, what, what would that life be like? 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 Has anyone ever been told to do something and they give you a rule, you can't do this or you can't do that or you have to do this and because they told you that specific thing not to do something, you want to do that now or if they told you not to do something, you want to do it or if they told you to do something, you don't want to do it, you know? Um, as, as being a little kid, I always remember we always had a, had different rules in my household and I always never wanted to listen to them not necessarily because I was necessarily a bad kid I wanted to do the bad thing it was just because well those are specific things you know um, I always was in my head like yeah I, just, I don't, I don't want to follow those rules and I think I think that sometimes that's a that's in our head sometimes that we don't want to follow the rules um, but today we're going to be talking about how rules don't redeem us and our, our main scripture for today is going to be Hebrews 7 and 19. And it says, For the law never made anything perfect, but now we have confidence and a better hope through which we draw near to God. It says here that rules do not save us. We can't be saved and we can't, we cannot go to heaven just because of the rules that are set and following the rules. But we are saved because of Jesus Christ. We have confidence and a better hope. What do you think about that verse, Imani? Yes, that's completely true. And that's kind of what the whole story of the Bible is all about. I know a good quote about the Bible as a whole is that the Old Testament, or should I say the New Testament is the Old Testament. Wait, I completely botched it up. I, I was right the first time. You know what? <laughs> Go with your gut. So a lot of times that's right. But a lot of times it's not. I don't know. Go with the spirit. (laughs) Let me tell you that. Go with the spirit, (laughs) not your gut. (laughs) But I heard a quote 
and it's that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. The Bible as a whole is a meditative book. It's continuously revealing itself, but there's never a point in time where you... I know I've heard people say, oh, the Old Testament doesn't matter at all or Mm -hmm. anything in that. It's really... There's some things that still apply, but honestly, it's extremely symbolic to what the New Testament became, what the purpose of Jesus coming and dying is. And this episode will expound on how exactly the law actually served a purpose and what it doesn't do as well. Mm -hmm. The law was a tutor to lead us to Christ. But no righteousness can possibly come through the law because none of us are perfect but Christ. Yes, yes. It's impossible to be perfect. And that's the reason why the law, we we are not bound by the law. It's, It's good and it's a good guideline. But if we, the reason for the law was to show us that we're flawed. We were mm-hmm. flawed from the beginning. And Elijah was talking about it in that story when he was mm-hmm. talking about, you know, as a kid, I guess it wasn't a story, but just talking about yeah. the concept of a, being a kid. And even now, we naturally <laughs> yeah. just want to do what's not right. We want to just do what we mm-hmm. want to do. But especially when people tell you what not to do. I know people talk about it with psychology, reverse psychology because mm-hmm. something about our flesh just wants to do what we were told specifically <laughs> not to do that's why when you talk to kids you can try reverse psychology like oh go ahead eat ice cream or <laughs> go ahead do this because now part of them is going to want to not do that because we're naturally yeah. rebellious <laughs> but what what does the Bible say about rebellion? Rebellion is that's the sin of witchcraft. It's a complete mm-hmm. abomination to the Lord. Yeah. Yet that's something we naturally want to do. That's yeah, so crazy. Spe- speaking of that, I know uh, we actually in our weekly catch of last week we talked about um, going to the skate park and and we were at a skate park in our video and actually what was funny is I, as growing up i i did a lot of that stuff and i remember a specific time where one of my friends said i bet i bet you can't or I, I you really wouldn't you shouldn't do this you really shouldn't try to go and go up this half pipe and 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 uh try to hop up there like this was this eight foot tall half pipe and i wasn't that great at bmx biking and i was like i can't or i shouldn't oh now i want to do that and Man, I, t- I tell you what, I, I severely paid for that. But it was the the notion of like, oh, you sh- you can't do that. You, you shouldn't do that. That would be bad. That made me actually want to do that. They tried to put that rule on me. And me as a young teenager and being dumb, I, uh, I tried and utterly failed and end up hurt myself pretty bad at that time but i just i just remember the that that notion of like that your flesh really just wants to um hold on to that and and go against um what rules are set yeah and you know what's really crazy is that we don't like to be told 
what we can and can't do. We don't like to be told what we can't do, but also at the same time, part of us doesn't want to be told what to do, you know, what you can do, because it's like, what do you mean? You're not my boss. We want to be our own boss. (laughs) We're given free will and we want it at all costs. We want to be ourselves and do what we want to do or don't want to do at that time and sometimes it's even positive and it may not even be that we don't want to do something but sometimes we just don't believe we can do it so it's a two-way street part of it is learning that there's a reason why we should or shouldn't do things but the other part is believing that there's a reason why Mm -hmm. and a lot of times we don't fully understand the reason why. And I know that the people of the Bible didn't quite understand the reason why, but we'll get into that in a moment. So our next scripture is and found in Romans 13, one through six. And I'll read that briefly. So this is about submission to gov- governing authorities. So it says, let everyone be subject to governing authorities for there is no authority except that which god has established the authorities that exist have been established by god consequently whoever rebels against this authority is rebelling against what god has instituted for those who do so will bring judgment on themselves for rulers hold no terror for those who do right but for those who do wrong do what you do you do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority then do what is right and you will be commended for the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for the rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on wrongdoers. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is why you pay taxes. For the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. So there's a couple things to unpack here. For one, God places everything. And it kind of reminds me of that verse that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Even those things that seem evil, somehow they have to give glory to God. And I know the scripture talking about, you know, governing authorities can't trump what god says especially in the Mm -hmm. last days if you read in revelation it talks about the mark of the beast and how you have to obey him over what the bible says and so that's the only Mm -hmm. over not what the bible says but what the government says and it's going to be hard to do and that's the only way is to continue loving and to continue submitting to the bible but aside from that there's a lot of issues that we have and may have with the government that we have to submit to and that's not saying that we have to be ran over by every single thing that the government does just time for everything however we have to realize at some point there's a reason why some people are in leadership and there's a reason why people are in authority and even if they don't do everything right we still need to have respect for these people even if they're not somebody to really be respected that's yeah. the Christian thing to do, and that's the hardest and most humbling part about it. And I know it's especially hard 
especially in times like these when all sorts of crazy stuff is going on and people want to be big and bad and make all these statements that you don't agree with mm-hmm. but you still have to respect them and it's not you know some people may try to do things that are in our country in the u.s that are unconstitutional mm-hmm. but from the authority that they do have underneath the constitution that is some things that we we do have to obey as Mm -hmm. long as it doesn't contradict with what the bible says yeah yeah it's important and we're talking this episode and how how you don't always need to follow the rules and and you you need to listen to god but it is definitely important to realize that that without these rules and not listening to these rules um bad things can happen and and we need to listen to the rules but we need to be able to find out and do it for yourself and what rules are important what rules line up with god and being a christian and what can i do that what rules do i follow that go against god are the rules that you're following that are going against god if not you need to follow the rules if if they're not taking you out of line of what god says and and god says in the bible then follow those rules but we're just in this episode, we really want to unpack about how some of these rules that we follow and some of these things we do can lead us down and away from God. So we need to make sure that we're following these rules. Um, this next story I love so much um, in Acts 5. Um, it's a story not, not necessarily not well known, but um, not always talked about, not always preached about, but in this story, um, in in Acts chapter five, um, I'll just start reading it. It's, it's a little bit of a lengthy passage, not, not too big, but it's just, we need to have some backstory to where we're about to be. And, um, verse 17 says the high priest and his officials who were Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail, but an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail and brought them out. Then he told them, go to the temple, give the people this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple as they were told and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported, the jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside, but when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priest heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news that men, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. When they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them, where the high priest confronted them, and verse twenty-eight, he says, "We gave you in strict orders never again to teach his this man's name." He said, "Instead, you filled." all Jerusalem with your teachings about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honor with his right hand 
as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel could repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey him. So this is a little bit of a long story, but I, I love this story so much because the apostles were out preaching about Jesus. They were out doing the work and they were sent to jail. And as soon as they were let go by that angel, the angel let them out of jail, let them out of their bondage and say, go preach. I can imagine as an apostle, how hard that could have been for them to just have been thrown into jail, let, getting let go. You're still around the same area. They obviously were still around the same area. They were in the temple near this jail. And they're being told, go and, and go and preach at that temple. But I would think uh, you'd have a moment, even though there's an angel, you're being set free. There's still probably be a moment of your flesh. You're like, hold up. I was just in jail for doing this. And now you want me to go do this right next to the place I was in jail for. That's just... <laughs> I, I can say if I was an apostle, I feel like that would be a something in my mind to think about. But they went and they did it. And then when they were brought in, they couldn't understand. They were so upset with them. But I love what Peter said. He said, we must obey God rather than any human authority. It is more important to listen to what God has to say than what these people were saying. Because it didn't matter what they said. It didn't matter what they were going to do to them. They needed to preach and I mean, the king even says it. I mean, you're teaching all, you're filled all Jerusalem with your teachings about him. They were reaching Jerusalem. It was being noticed. They were doing the work and they were getting results. They were, it was growing and they were teaching all of Jerusalem about God and teaching them the right teachings of Jesus. And man, how, how powerful is that really? Yes, and I think another thing that's really good about this verse right here is it talks about how they must obey God rather than human beings and their authority. We just mm -hmm. read a scripture, which we included in purpose because we want to talk about the fullness of the subject and any counterpoints, anything that has to mm -hmm. do with the subject because we want to understand the fullness of his word and not just one mm -hmm. thing reading a doctrine into this or anything like that but understanding god's word for what it is and it mm -hmm. says here that we must obey god rather than humans and their authority because at the end of the day god's authority trumps what anything that we as humans would believe any we don't have any authority over god and the authority that each government has is limited. And even if they have authority in the human world and in this flesh and in the uh, terrestrial world, I, I guess they mm -hmm. separate spiritual and the celestial world from the terrestrial world in scripture. But here on earth and the flesh, even if they legally may have a certain amount of rules, if it goes against what god says it doesn't matter especially if it's talking about don't spread god don't spread his gospel nothing yeah. will ever stop the gospel no matter how people feel about it and no matter what people want to do about it we still have to do what god says over mm -hmm. what other people may say even those who may be super religious and maybe 
even claim to believe in the same God that you believe in. Mm -hmm. These were Jews. They weren't other Christians. But we may even deal with other people who are so-called Christians that say, hey, pipe it down a bit. Hey, don't talk about this here. No, if the Mm -hmm. Spirit led you to share the gospel, that trumps anything. I know most workplaces don't want you to talk about God. I don't care. I'm going to be real with you. Every opportunity (laughs) I've had, I've talked about it. And mm-hmm. if I get fired over that, I know that God's going to take care of me. Now, obviously, I'm not going over here like, you're going to hell. You need to turn <laughs> your life around now. No. But I do feel a responsibility as a Christian to say, hey, you know, yeah. maybe figure out what church they're going to or just how their life is going and shed a little bit of light, whether it be through a scripture, whether they know it's a scripture or not, or just showing yeah. love, you know, it. It, it's, it matters. You have to live your life as a sacrifice to God. And mm-hmm. like they said here, as we're saved through grace, but we still have to obey God and his, what he wants us to do. And there's a difference between obeying a command from God and obeying the laws and different other things, which mm-hmm. we'll expound on later. So I kind of want to go ahead and move into this next scripture here. And... This next scripture is kind of a little anecdote on this subject, and it's about the church in Smyrna. So the church of Smyrna, in Re- in Revelation, it talks about a couple different churches, and there's about, I believe, seven letters, and they address how every church is doing and what they should do or what they shouldn't do. But each letter had a format, so there was a greeting, and then there was advice on what to do some of them were doing good enough to where they didn't need a condemnation but most of the churches did have condemnation and some churches didn't have anything good that god said about them but let's read what this letter said to the church in smyrna so in revelations 2 verses 8 through 11 it says write this letter to the angel and the of the church in smyrna this is what the message from the one who is the first and the last, who was dead but now alive, says, I know that you're suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. They say they are Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you in prison and test you. You will suffer for ten days. But if you remain faithful, even in facing death, I will give you a crown of life. Anyone who hears this must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. So, there's a couple things to unpack with this specific thing. For one, if you notice, you kind of see the root of the word myrrh. And that was one of the gifts. I know I looked, I've been doing a Bible study about a lot of these letters, but this one was extremely interesting to me. For As for one, there was no condemnation given to this church. And I believe there's only one other church in these letters that was similar to this. But the other thing was they're dealing with persecution and part of their name you would notice is myrrh. And when you look at the story of Jesus, when the wise men gave him gifts, there was gold, there was frankincense, and there was myrrh. But when Jesus comes again, there's no myrrh. What is myrrh? For one, myrrh 
is used as a part of the embalming process when you die. Um, not as much now, but back in that day, they would use that. That was one of the ointments and one of the perfumes they would use for the dead. It was a symbol of death. It was beautiful, but it was death. And that's what this is. And it came out of something of suffering. That's what it is. It's it's a symbol of some suffering, but a symbol of the beauty and suffering. And when Jesus comes back again, he's not going to deal with murder anymore. There's no suffering mm-hmm. when Jesus comes back again. So... I really like the symbolism there, but this church, this letter, all these letters really are written for one to a specific church, but also it says anybody who hears this must understand and anybody who is victorious and endures the suffering that they may endure from a government, endures the suffering that they deal with with their peers. If they endure it, they will be victorious and they will not be harmed by a second death. They may be feeling like death when we're spreading life. But to die is the Christ. And to live, mm-hmm. you know, we we only live if we're dying to our flesh every day. We're only living mm. if we are living our life as a sacrifice through Christ. That's the only way we can live. And it may not feel well. We may deal mm. with persecution. Yeah. But that's part of the gift and just by enduring that that is what will lead and that was what protects us from the second death because if you're not you don't experience death once you experience it twice and that yeah. second death is forever that's not mm. something we want to have yeah so i thought that was an interesting story it, it kind of goes along yeah. with just dealing with people who maybe claim to be religious and dealing with the government that is testing you they'll throw you into prison and you'll suffer Mm. but if you remain faithful even if you face death god will give Mm. you a crown of life through that yeah absolutely god will always be there for you even even when you don't see it and even when you're facing adversity like that which is some of the hardest adversity to face when it's something that you could see as a friend that you would almost see as an ally that's someone that you would feel like should be on your side and they're not on your side god god will always be there so the next verse here is in galatians and i kind of want to give a little bit of context here so a lot of galatians is writing to jews who are preaching another gospel and they were talking about how we must keep certain old traditions such as circumcision in order to be saved rather than Jesus Christ. So to start, I'm going to read from Galatians 11 through uh, 11 through 21. So here Paul is confronting Peter and it says, But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face for what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some of his friends of James came, he wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore, for he was afraid of the criticism of these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. As a result, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy, and even Barnabas was led astray for their hypocrisy. When I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, Since you, a Jew by birth, 
have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile. Why are you now trying to make these Gentiles follow Jewish traditions? So he called him right, right there. And he <laughs> said, you and I are both Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles. <laughs> Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law, for no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. But we suppose we seek to be made right with God in faith in Christ, and then we are found guilty because we have abandoned the law. Would that mean that Christ has led us into sin? Absolutely not. Rather, I am a sinner if I rebuild the old system of law I already tore down. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law and stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body. By trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for it is keeping the law that makes us right. For if keeping the law, I completely read that wrong, that last part. <laughs> so for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there would be no need for Christ to die. So mm. let me just expound on what this law requires. Not only was the law complex, and it was not simply just the Ten Commandments. This yeah. law was here for a reason. It was here to set the Jewish people apart, and it was also here to show us what godly perfection is. The law was basically, it was a legalistic guideline to God's perfection yeah. and a holy separation. Mm -hmm. It was purposely to separate his chosen yeah. people. God knew that it was impossible to keep the law. So mm -hmm. the law required what God said from the beginning sin would require. Sin requires yeah. death. So then in order to make up for every sin that you did, you had to give a sacrifice to atone for your inevitable sins because it's impossible mm -hmm. to be held to that standard. But now Jesus has become that atonement and bore the curse of death that we were supposed to bear and we used to bear through sacrifice and now we live under grace so now we don't have to make a sacrifice every time that we do it wrong instead we repent and we die mm -hmm. daily spiritually or not spiritually in the flesh and edify the spirit and die and say hey i'm submitting to you jesus because i know that Without you, I it's impossible for me to hold this law. Jesus died so that we could accept him in our lives and say, your sacrifice is enough. And now yeah. I have the freedom to try to do mm. what you're doing yeah. and try to try my best with faith. But I know that I'm not perfect. And that's why I die daily. And dying daily isn't physically dying. It's not killing a lamb. It's not killing some sort of burnt offering or a wave offering and there's all sorts of offerings all sorts of mm -hmm. offerings you have to do just to live just to live because we naturally sin all the time 
But now yeah. all we have to do is get on our knees and pray and say, God, I thank you for my grace. And I pray that you would help me to continually walk in the right direction. I pray that you would forgive me of my sins. That's all we have to do yeah. is say we're sorry and try our best. But we're not required to do that because before that was a requirement. And if you didn't meet that, you had to pay the price. Now we don't yeah. have to pay the price. And a lot of people don't realize how beautiful the gift of repentance is because repentance mm -hmm. is always there, but you still had a price to pay. Now we get repentance and we don't even have to pay a price. Yeah. Repentance is just there. And all we have to do yeah. is accept Jesus as a sacrifice instead of sacrificing because we realize that to uphold the law is completely imp it's we're imperfect so it's impossible mm -hmm. for us to uphold the law yeah I, I love how paul in here talks i love how he just calls out peter he, he calls him out and just says i mean he, he's he calls him out and tells him what he's doing wrong but honestly i feel like so many times we're like peter in, in those moments where Maybe we are the ones to go and eat with the Gentiles and, and go for the lost and reach for the lost. But how many times are we too afraid to do that when others are looking at us or our peers are looking at us? Peter was an apostle and yet he struggled with this. He struggled and he was scared. He was afraid that they would criticize him for, for doing these things. But Paul had to help him and show him that it doesn't matter. These laws, these things that were in the past don't matter, Peter. You need to be able to follow in the new. And I love that Paul was to be able, was able to be there for Peter. And I feel like we need to make sure that we're there for people that struggle with not knowing, always knowing what to do. Um, it, in this way, it was they were following the law. But there's so many times as as being a disciple maker that we go and we we have to be there for people and they have questions for us and they and they don't know how how to do things and 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 they're 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 struggling with well what what do I do here what is the proper thing for this what's that and actually be there for people um it it is so important so vital that we are there and and honestly just being there but to be able to call them out and and be like Paul and if they're doing something wrong to be able to say you know you're doing wrong and I'm going to show you. And he, and, he, and he told him what he needs to do and, and what God did. And he reminded him of Christ dying and there's no more need for this. And, and, and Peter knew these things, but Paul reminded him. And as, as disciple makers and as, somebody, as, as leaders, and we need to make sure that when people are falling and they, they have questions and things like that, we, we can tell them that they're doing wrong or tell them how, what they're doing. But make sure we show them and guide them in the right path. I think I think that's some of the most important things you can do is is if you do have something to say, show them how they can do better. Show them what they can do and, and remind them of what God has for them. Yes, and additionally, in this specific instance, there's two things you notice. For one, Peter initially didn't have a problem with these people because he knew they were upholding the commandments of Jesus but not of the law. And two when he didn't when he wanted to separate himself and to become a hypocrite notice he wasn't separating from them because they were liars or because they were adulterers or because of anything he separated from them because they weren't able to uphold the traditions of the law 
the law mm, of the tradition. Yeah, yeah. Not because of anything that actually makes you better, but they mm-hmm. weren't upholding the things that make you separate. And I know even in our church, the church we specifically go to, you know, there's certain things about modesty, and I think it's important, and I don't think it's something we need to get rid of. However, people in general can just find certain things that are tradition and certain things that are important and even are good. I don't think there's anything wrong with what they were upholding. But Mm. to use that and say, oh, I'm better and I have to separate from you and stuff. No, God died to remove that separation. We're only Mm -hmm. made holy through him. And yes, we're going to change. And yes, we're going to do things better. But that's not what saves us. Because if that saved us, God wouldn't need it. Jesus wouldn't need to come and make himself a sacrifice. But no, it's just realizing that hypocrisy. It it had nothing to do with their actual actions and actual Mm. submission to the commandments of Jesus. But it was all about the tradition. And that's what people kept pushing. They were like, oh, Jesus died and that was nice. However, you still need to be circumcised and you still need to do this and that, which is not what Jesus came for. Because to keep Mm. doing that stuff was to say that Jesus wasn't enough. If you think that's what saves Mm -hmm. you and think that's a requirement. The point of Jesus coming was to remove these extra requirements and to say, hey, if you listen to what I have to say and you just accept me in your life, then I will lead you. But you don't have to pay for anything. There's nothing that you can possibly do to free yourself other than to submit to me. And I just think it's really interesting to look at the specific things that he was like, hey, you know what? Actually, I can't hang out around y'all when that's not what Jesus taught. Because mm-hmm. even it's not even just the people who didn't hold the traditions that Jesus hung out with. Jesus was willing to be around sinners, not in a sinner's yeah. place, but he's willing to eat with sinners and still spread mm-hmm. the gospel to sinners. Yeah, Jesus was the main, he was one to just go and be with the people that you wouldn't expect to go with. And and Jesus was always talking or ministering or being with the sinners. And in this moment, Peter was, he was doing that. And then he let fear take over and then try to push the law on them. And, but yeah, Jesus was, did that all the time where he was like, I don't care about what the law means. I mean, you can go through the scriptures and, and read what Jesus did. Jesus went against what the Pharisees thought he should do. And Jesus went against what a lot of these people, I mean, he, he healed on the Sabbath and he did, he did so many things that he wasn't listening to what their law was. He wasn't listening to what they wanted and what, what what the religious people wanted. He wasn't going with what they wanted. He was going with what he felt like he needed to do. And I think in this moment, you can see Peter acting on the things that he learned from Jesus and ministering to these people. Yes. Um, I, yeah. I, I know one thing. I know I was looking at listening to a podcast about tithing. And it talked about even with the Pharisees, when Jesus talked to them about tithing, he was like, you guys are doing awesome. Like you guys even tithe on the mint, which isn't even a whole part of like a meal. Like it's literally a seasoning to a meal. You tithe on the mint. You tithe on every little thing because that's how closely you want to follow the law. And that's nice. He applauded them for that. However, 
he made sure that they knew that, hey, there's a real reason behind this. It's not about dotting every I and crossing every T and doing everything to a certain point that you're more focused on doing things perfectly than doing things godly and with love. You know, mm-hmm. and love is important and you still need to, you know, be of a standard of some sort and obey Jesus. But it was the attitude they had about it. They thought that they were made yeah. righteous because they did that. Mm. And they yeah. were not humble because they did that. They thought that they were all high and mighty because they did all this. <laughs> and God was like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's cool. Keep keep it up. Keep up the good work. However, you mm. need you still have stuff to fix. This doesn't set you free. This this yeah. isn't something that you should even really brag about. It's good, mm-hmm. and I encourage you to keep doing it. That's great. Yeah. But you have to realize that this isn't enough, and mm-hmm. nothing you'll ever do will ever be enough. This is yeah. why you have to accept me. That's what it was. That's what the whole gospel mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So going forward into... Galatians 3, which we'll kind of read through each section and uh, kind of pause along the way on this one, because this one, this scripture right here talks all about the law right here. So I'll read from, or Elijah, actually, I'll let you read from Galatians 3, 1 through 14. 1 through 14, all right. And in here, the main thing is the law and faith in Christ. And in and, and verse 1, it says, O foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had, been a, had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard from, heard about Christ. How foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the Spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much or nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In the same way, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham, then, are those who put their faith in God. What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. God proclaimed the good news to Abraham long ago when he said, All nations will be blessed through you. So, All who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under the curse. For the scriptures say, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all commands that are written in God's book of the law. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say, It is through faith that a righteous person has life. This way of faith is very different from the way of law, which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law when he was 
hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing, for it was written in the scriptures, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Though Christ, through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham, so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Um, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there, um, but it really, if if you go back to the beginning, it, he's asking one simple question: Do you did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law? And he says, of course not. You you don't get the Spirit because of doing these things and and acting on this way, because you you can't you can't get it that way. I mean, he he explains that. Why are you trying to become perfect by your own human effort? You can't become perfect. God set those rules to be more like him, but he's saying here, you can't do that. So why are you trying to follow these rules? Why are you trying to follow these laws? Because you will not receive the Holy Spirit by following these laws. You can't become more perfect. You can't get closer to God. You can't be more like God by just following these laws. It won't work. Yes, yes. And one thing, too, is there's a difference between obeying God and obeying the law, because when Mm -hmm. you're submitted to God, you realize that you're not capable of fulfilling the law. And that was its design. It was by design to show us who we are. We are flawed. That's who we are. We have free will and we can do so much. But it's impossible and that's where why that curse was placed it was just to show that we can't be perfect and jesus died to lift that curse to show like hey i'm the sacrifice and as long as you accept me as the ultimate sacrifice yes like yeah. you don't want to trample on his blood there's scriptures about that you don't want to just live any kind of way but you realize that mm-hmm. you by uh, by accepting jesus in your life you're saying that nothing i could possibly do can set me free because if we were good we wouldn't need jesus we wouldn't need god at all mm-hmm. we wouldn't need yeah. jesus if we were perfect and we were able to actually fulfill the law but we can't that's the simple fact but the problem with this the church of galatia and the jews there was that people thought that okay jesus died and that's nice but the law's here mm-hmm. and we can be righteous with the law mm. and we could be yeah. righteous by obeying the see look at this i did this and i did yeah. that in the law and the law states it here so therefore i'm righteous no your righteousness is as filthy rags according to god the only way mm-hmm. that we could be righteous is through god and we can only put on the armor of god which has the breastplate of righteousness through his spirit and we can't have a spirit without submitting to god and saying that god alone is enough and his grace alone is sufficient because without his grace we are bound to fall into mm-hmm. this curse that's the issue yeah. here it's not about whether the law was good or not or whether certain laws were really one that we should still follow or not it's not about whether or not you should follow the law it's about recognizing that the law cannot set us free because we cannot it's impossible for us to obey the law 24 7 but it's about realizing that we're not worthy and humbling ourselves and praying and seeking God's face. And, you know, we can't turn from our wicked ways without Jesus fully. Yeah. 
we can yeah. do we we can still make an effort to but we still have to seek god we have to seek jesus in order to fully get god and all his blessings the promise that he blessed abraham with this is the promise believe it or not it wasn't just for the jews it was for anybody mm-hmm. who would accept the promise this yeah i mean he said all nations will be blessed through you yeah it was for everybody yeah um man i i think so many times the people that were always saying you know they follow the law and they they do this and, and they're going for the law i felt like a lot of times they use that to be cocky you know be those people that you know i do this so, you know you should look at me those were the people that they weren't really there for what they should have been there for they were doing it as a you know i follow the law so you know i'm special i'm i'm important because i do something different that you don't do and i think that we need to be very careful when we take things now we're not doing the law now but Man, maybe, maybe like you said earlier, maybe it's how you dress, um, maybe it's how you talk, how you present yourself, or maybe it's your last name. If you have a, a last name that means something, maybe it's um, just you, you yourself have built yourself on a high platform because of those things that doesn't, that doesn't take you or make you better than. It doesn't make you better than other people just because well you know that you have this or you have that or or what your situation is in life does not make you better because jesus as we said he went out to reach those he went out to reach everybody he didn't stop with just talking with who was known and who was high and mighty i mean when he was with the rich man and he told the rich man that he had to get rid of everything he owned he and the rich man left. He wasn't worried about being with the people that were rich. And he wasn't worried about being with those people. He he told them what to do, and but it didn't mean anything. His, his riches meant nothing to God. What you have that you think is so high and mighty and better than other people, God, it doesn't mean anything to God. God looks at your heart, and he looks at what you have on the inside. And we need to make sure that we live our lives, and we're working on the inside of ourselves, that we're working... And when when they're following the laws, they were they were working on the outside. They were working on what was seen and visible. You know, we're gonna follow the law. We're gonna do this to a T. But they weren't working what was on the inside. God has died, and when He died, He came to live inside of you. He came to live inside of each and every one of us. And we need to make sure that we're living our lives so that so when we see people, we we want to help and we want to do these things. But it's not for ourselves it's not for to make people look at us but we do these things because we love god and we want others to see god and and get to know him in his full glory yes and i won't read the full thing here but the passage i'm about to skip over is uh verses 15 through 21 and it's just expounding on how when the promise was made it wasn't talking about just abraham's children but rather to his child meaning jesus christ of which the lineage would come through it's saying that through jesus jesus is the mediator between god and the people and there's multiple scriptures about that and how he's the helpful one and how more than one is needed to in an agreement anyway whether that is jewish or even nowadays 
more than one witness is needed in an agreement. So Jesus is that second witness in the flesh to us. God works in the spirit and he always did, but he made himself manifest in his, the flesh and to fulfill the promise. And the end of it talks about how God's law and his promises, it, it says, is there a conflict? No, there's not. If the law could give us new life, then we could be made right by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. So yeah. we receive it only through believing in Jesus. That's the only way that we could possibly receive his Amen. promise is to believe in him because as we mentioned earlier it's impossible to follow this but i believe this last part right here is very important so verses 23 through 29 it says so before the way of faith in christ was available to us we were placed under a guard by the law we were kept in protective custody so to speak until the way of faith was revealed let me put it in another way the law was our guardian or a tutor that leads us to Christ until Christ came. It protected us until we could make, be made right through with God through faith. And now that way of faith has come. We no longer need the law that was given to Moses as our guardian. For mm -hmm. you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been all who have united with Christ in baptism, baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for all are one in Christ. There's no division that prevents us from this. We're all one in Christ. And mm -hmm. now that you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. You are the heirs of this promise. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. So, mm, that's right powerful. here, it just Scripture's powerful. really expounds on what this is all about. And uh, as we begin to close this out, I do want to make a couple of different separate concepts that a lot of people like to bring up on this issue and really mm -hmm. defining the differences between them because I believe a lot of this stuff gets mixed up and there's Bible about all this. And yeah. you have to read it not only in chronological order, but in the context of each thing so the three concepts that i think that everybody needs to understand in its fullness and when you're talking about roles and freedom in christ is the difference between law works and obedience yeah so number one is the law and when it's talking about the law in this passage for one jesus didn't give us a law so by obeying him, you're not obeying the law. And two, the law is talking specifically about the law that was given to Moses. Mm -hmm. And some things from the law that separated God's people do apply, some don't. For example, there are scriptures that Jesus expounded on. For example, of the Ten Commandments and not committing adultery. God expounded on that by saying it's not enough to just sleep with another person. If you even look on them that's committing adultery then there's ceremonial mm -hmm. laws such as you know not eating pork you know we can yeah. choose not to eat pork and it's even a scripture about saying hey you can eat whatever you want but if you feel convicted to eat a certain way feel free to it doesn't yeah. really affect yeah. anything and there's a reason a lot of these different rules he had in place to set his people apart were actually health mm -hmm. like they're actually healthy things to do 
There's certain diseases that their people were prevented from just by not eating certain things. But it's not mm-hmm. something you have to do to it. And then yeah. the last type of law out there are the laws such as making sacrifices, which would be a sin basically to do now. Certain laws yeah. like that. Because if you're sacrificing now and you feel like you need to bring a goat to sacrifice for your sin, that as that was a part of the law then you're saying that Jesus' sacrifice wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. See, you can choose to do circumcision as these people were talking about. You can choose to do a lot of these different things, but that isn't what saves you, and that's what you have to realize. Now, the second concept mm-hmm. right here is on works, and I want to emphasize that this is something that we can do on our own and that we can maybe even brag about. Now, there's a difference between you working and the spirit working through you. And the Mm -hmm. third thing is obedience. So there's a lot of scripture on this. And a lot of people like to say that because we're not subject to the law, we don't even have to do anything else. All we have to do is accept Jesus. And that's all there is to life. No, Jesus still gave us commands and instructions. It's just not what Mm -hmm. the law was. Yeah. We still have yeah. to try our best to live a life. And we're not going to be held to a perfect standard, but we still no. have to try. And I'm going to just try to reach that rapid yeah. fire on these obedient scriptures. So in Second John 1 and 6, it says, Love means doing what God has commanded us. And he has commanded us to love one another just as you have heard from the beginning. In Romans mm-hmm. 1 and 5, it says, Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake grace is the only reason jesus dying is the only reason why over most of the world even gets an opportunity to hear the gospel yeah it's because this law was broken which means that anybody could receive the gospel not a certain people and then a couple things from jesus himself and i love how these two verses are because it's john 14 and 15 and john 15 and 14 (laughs) <laughs> so John 14 and 15 says, if you love me, keep my commands. And John 15 and 14, it says, if you are my friends, you are my friends if you do what I command. So mm-hmm. how on earth does this coincide? How does this go together? Well, here's how. Under him, we have grace to do the law. We don't have yeah. to do everything in the law. We have freedom to obey his commands. We don't. We're not expected to be perfect, but we're expected to try. Mm-hmm. We're expected to repent every day and to try yep. to get better every day through his spirit yeah. and realize that there's nothing we can brag about. There's nothing that mm-hmm. we can say that we're righteous about. The only way we can be righteous is through submission and through being humble. To be holy and separated means to mm-hmm. be lowly, which means there's nothing yeah. to brag about. It's impossible to be holier than thou. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. If you think that's possible, then you have the wrong idea of holiness. But we mm-hmm. have the freedom to obey his commands and not give a sacrifice for our inevitable wrongs that are bound to yeah. happen. The law was always there, but the opportunity of the promise was not. The promise was fulfilled through his grace. We have to be obedient to accept Jesus to begin with. By obeying and submitting to his spirit, it is no longer us who works, but it's God through, who works through us. And we have to be willing mm-hmm. to open ourselves up to say, hey, I'm submitting to you, God, and I'm going to allow you to work through me. A lot of people try to say that, oh, it's not works that saves you. So 
you don't have to listen to everything that Jesus said or you know we talked about in plenty of episodes how Jesus gave specific commands like even in the great commission it said teach them to obey my commands and people confuse what the law is and people confuse with certain things from what God actually commanded Jesus commanded us to follow what he said. And he, he agreed with some things the law said, but he also did it. But he also made it yeah. clear that it's impossible to follow the law without his spirit. And it's impossible to even, it's impossible to be perfect because that's what the law requires. And we can't yeah. be perfect. But rather, Jesus is saying, just submit to me and accept my grace and just follow mm-hmm. the commands I gave you. I gave you a new promise a new covenant a new format yeah and it's not rejecting fully what the law is but it's saying that the law does not bound you bind you you have freedom to live in me and you even have freedom to make mistakes not intentionally but god is patient with us as we grow we're not expected to just change overnight it may happen it may not Mm -hmm. but rather we just have to submit to him and a the great commission itself was to spread his word and Mm -hmm. to be baptized in his name and to learn to obey his commands and his commands was just to show love and to do the same thing to teach other people yeah Yeah, I, i feel like the the law was a lot harder i think sometimes we in, in subjects like this we kind of get confused and be confusing things but really god intended it to be easier god intended it for us to be able to make it to heaven because with the laws and the sacrifices it was a lot harder to get into heaven he he did this to make it easier on us as a people to be able to reach for that the law was a the really what god did is he he brought it down to our level he said you know what there's a lot of things that you're not gonna be able to do on this there's a lot of things that you won't be able to accomplish because to do this you'd have to be perfect like he was saying, Amani was saying, but he did what he did. He died on the cross so that we could now be able to get up every morning. Get up. If if we hit rock bottom, stand back up. Stand up off of that. Get up off your feet and go again and and try again to reach for God. Because with the other law and the law, it was a lot harder to do and but now God is saying, all you got to do, if you fall, and all you have to do is get back up again, repent, and just try to obey my commands that I have. He made it easier for us, easier for us to serve him. And so we need to make sure that we just remember what God did for us is just so we can get back up and get back up off that rock bottom. Yes, and I know it was preached recently by Landon Gore. He's preaching a revival mm-hmm. here. Uh, one of his first sermons was that it's a blessing to even be able to hit rock bottom because when it talks about God casting Satan down and throwing him into a bottomless pit, the demons are jealous because they can't get back up when they fall. When they fall, they're done. We have the opportunity to hit hit. the floor. And yes, we're we're at the bottom, but we can get back up. Jesus gave us the blessing to get back up from when we fall. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now we can powerful. do it with grace. We can do it every day. When we can die to ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. When you hit rock bottom, that's your blessing to get back up because you're not going to go any further than that. The lowest yeah. with the Lord is still at the footstone at his throne. Yeah. You know? We cannot go any lower than his grace. 
Yeah. And that's all that this is. His grace trumps whatever else. We just have to be willing Man. to obey. We have to be willing, mm-hmm. but we don't. We're not going to be held to this standard anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have to try. And yes, we have to yeah. press for the mark of his calling. We have to press for a calling. We have to press for the ministry. We mm-hmm. have to keep pressing, but we're not yes. expected to be perfect. There is leeway. Yeah, no. So as long mm-hmm. as we try and as long as we submit, that's all we have to do. There's no perfection yeah. that's required with Jesus yeah. because he's the perfect one. And through him, he makes us perfect. So right now, we just want to say thank you again for tuning in to these episodes. Just yeah. one person listening and getting something from this mm-hmm. makes it all worth it. And I know we say that every podcast, but we want you to yeah. know that we mean it. This is what being a disciple is all about. It's to mm-hmm. spread and make sure you understand what the Bible is saying. So when you're discipling people, when you read that rules don't redeem you, it's only through Jesus. And that's the message mm-hmm. that we need to spread. There's people who are going to be too much one way of just focused on tradition and too much the other yeah. way where they don't want to obey at all. When it's simply through Jesus' grace and obeying his commands and understanding mm-hmm. that if we fall, yeah. we there's nothing that makes us righteous by obeying him. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not made righteous by our own. It's just through him. It's nothing yeah. we can possibly do. That's what the gospel is. And that's what we need to remember when we're spreading the word. So thanks again for just listening. And if you feel like this helped explain anything or know somebody that could learn from this, I hope that you would share this. And I also pray that you not only begin a prayer life, but that you will delve into the scriptures yourself and to see, mm-hmm. hey, is this what the Bible says? Or are these two people liars? I hope you don't find that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I'd rather you <laughs> find that than just take mm-hmm. our word for it. Go yeah, read it absolutely. For yourself. Di- all dive into there. Galatians and Acts and, and all the scriptures we use. You can definitely dive into these scriptures and you'll find some amazing things there. Yeah, so... We just want to say that. Be sure to share it. Give us a review depending on the platform. And I pray that you just have a wonderful day from now on. And God bless. God bless.